Hello, beloved. This is Angela for um, Season 7, Episode 2. Welcome back. <laughs> I just wanted to start off by saying, again, I like to put these little disclaimers. I don't know why. I just, I feel like they're necessary. <laughs> this is not a teaching place, you know. I just kind of come on here and I love this podcast because I feel like you guys are my friends because I don't really have friends <laughs> in real life. I mean, I know you guys are in real life, but you know what I mean. So I feel like I can chat with you and you're not there face to face for me to feel bad when I say something dumb or <laughs> feel like people are like laughing at me because you guys probably are, but at least it's not in my face, and I can't feel bad about it, (laughs) but I just like to put it out there, so take it with a grain of salt, you know, take whatever you want out of it, throw out the rest, you know, my old pastor used to say, uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones, so I love that saying, um, if you can find any meat, or if it's just all fun, that's great too, because I like to just put these out there. It just gives me, I don't know, kind of like a an illusion or feeling that I have friends. <laughs> but anyhow, um, also, I wanted to do a part two. So, last week was um, parenting and I, um, at the end, said I may do a part two or whatever. And I do believe the Holy Spirit wants me to clarify. So... When I said, and I have said before, you know, I suck, my kids suck, like we're just not good, blah, blah, blah. So I want to clarify, number one, I apologize for using suck because a lot of people don't like that word. I personally don't have a problem with it, but I will try to not express that because I understand why people might not like that. So, um basically saying, you know, we can do nothing, you know, aside from Jesus, which is true. That's the point I was trying to get across when I say those things. Um, not that there's anything wrong with my children, and that's what I wanted to clarify. So, basically, this week's title is Children Are a Blessing. Um, and, you know, the Bible Psalm in 127.3, it says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So, children are a blessing. They're a heritage. They're a good thing. They're a great thing. Um, and blessed is the man that has many of them, and we definitely have many of them. <laughs> My husband's quiver is full. We had a friend from our old church who would always, like, every time he saw my husband, he'd be like, hey, full quiver, there you are, my brother. You know, it was just a thing between them. It was cute. But, um, and then also in Mark ten thirteen, you know, that was when the children were coming to Jesus and they wanted to, you know, spend time with him, be around him. And the disciples were like, no, no, no. They were shooing the kids away like they were, um, excuse me. This time I did bring water, though. Um, like they were a distraction or a hindrance or an annoyance. Um, and Jesus got upset with them and said, no, 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 no. Let them come. 
because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The kingdom of God belongs to the children. And I think he meant literally, and he meant um, spiritually, figuratively as well. Because right after that, he said, if you don't have a heart and faith like a little child, it's hard to get into the kingdom of God. So it's hard to, you know, be there in the presence of the Lord if you're not, if you don't have childlike faith, basically is the point he was getting across. And he loved the children. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. So my kids, you know, they're wonderful. And I used to, I had to shift my point of view, my perspective, and my way of seeing things. And I think that's very important. We actually spoke about that in um, our youth group a couple weeks ago because there's a lot of times where we just get our perspective and, um, you know, our point of view out of whack, our priorities, you know, it just kind of, they get twisted. So I just wanted to speak on that a little bit, how, um, if we, and the story I told during youth was, and I think, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, it's common, common story, um, two brothers grow up in the same household, same parents, and say the father's an alcoholic, and they, one of the brothers, when they grow up, becomes an alcoholic because their father was an alcoholic, right? The other brother never touches alcohol because their father was an alcoholic. So same family, same father, you know, different brothers, uh, different kids. They just took their own point of view and their own perspective and did different things with that exact same situation. So, and that's all about perspective and point of view. So for me, I had to switch my perspective and my point of view towards my children. So the truth of the matter is what the Bible says. Of course, that's always going to be truth, the word of God, right? But my, at the time, like my life and my, the facts of my day-to-day -day life in my eyes and my point of view and my perspective were that my children, and this was uh, uh, in the past, so don't, don't judge me. <laughs> and even if you do, it's okay. But I used to feel like my kids were annoying and hindrances and like stopped me from doing what I wanted to do or you know, I think we can all, maybe not, but I'm just saying, I guess for myself, I can't speak for anybody else, but I feel like there's other moms out there that have had moments like this, um, that, you know, you're trying to get a task done or you're just trying to watch a movie with your husband. Cause that happens all the time. <laughs> like, I would be watching a movie and, you know, the kids need you. The kids want you. And I feel like I could never finish a movie. So I just wouldn't. Um, because I know that I needed to tend to their needs. And that was more important at the time than 
um, watching a movie or I would get annoyed because I did really want to watch this movie or this particular show or video, whatever, whatever the case may be, or complete, you know, the task of doing the dishes before, you know, I needed to attend to a baby or a child or one of my children's needs, right? So, and then I would get annoyed by it, but I, I shifted into a place where, you know, I need to, and the Holy Spirit told me this, if your child comes to you and says, mommy, hold me, mommy, can you hold me? Um, and I'm doing the dishes and I don't, cause I used to be like, okay, well, let me finish this. And then I can, yes. Cause I do. I want to hold that baby. I want to hold that child because at that time they need me. Right. And then I found that when I finished that task, they were already on to something new. And so I missed that opportunity. I might cry. I feel it welling up. <laughs> um, so I missed that opportunity to bless myself and bless my child and, and love them and, and show affection to them in the moment that they needed it. But now they don't need it anymore per se at that, you know, like it, it went by the moment was missed. You know what I'm saying? So, and that would make me so sad because I would go to them and be like, okay, I'm done with the dishes. You know, mommy can hold you now. And they're like, oh, okay, well I'm playing this game. You know, I'll be, you know, and then it just would never happen. So the Holy Spirit was like, you know what? Stop, stop whatever you're doing and hold that baby, you know, because there's going to be a time when here it comes. Uh, where they're not going to ask that anymore. So, and I don't want to miss that opportunity. So, I did start doing that. And that's actually what shifted, helped shift my perspective. Is knowing that, hey, I'm going to miss these opportunities if I don't jump on them. Because um, I know a lot of moms would give the advice, like, um, yeah, just finish the one task you're doing, like, for a crying baby, per se, and I've heard this given a lot, actually, because I was getting so overwhelmed, like, if you know, if you listen to my testimony, I was pregnant for the first, um, or nursing, or having, you know, for the first nine years of my marriage, so it was, like, always constant, you know, and I'm, like, talking to my husband, telling him I couldn't do this because I literally was like nursing the, like this whole time. And my sister-in-law is amazing. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> like she would nurse while she was cooking. And it's like, how do you do that? Like, I would always be afraid. Like I was going to like get the baby's leg on the, the pot or something. Like she did everything nursing. Like, walking around cleaning. She'd pick up stuff with her feet while she was... Well, she still does that. <laughs> I love you, Liz. But, um, she did... She was amazing. But I feel like I couldn't do that at the time. You know, I would just, like, you know, sit and nurse them and... Or be feeding them, you know, bottles because I did both. Or, you know, and they were crying. So... Um, someone gave me the advice, might have even been my husband, but they would just say, okay, finish the one task you're doing when they started crying and then go to them and take care of their needs and then go start another task. Right. So I got into that habit and then as they got older, you know, 
the same thing. So that's how I got into that habit. And then Holy Spirit. And I was missing opportunities. And Holy Spirit said, you know, just do it. Just stop what you're doing. Because the dishes can wait. And they'll be there. Your child is not always going to be there to ask, hey, mommy, can you hold me when they're 25? But me and my husband have told all of our children, we don't care if you're 25 and we have to drive to your house and pick you up like a baby and hold you. We're going to do it. But we also don't want to miss those opportunities. And if they want to cuddle with us or sleep with us, we used to have a really strict at six months. Well, first it was four months. And then my husband, like, you know, he let the, you know, he let two months, he added two months. He said, okay, six months. And then the baby's out of the bed with us, you know, for nursing purposes or whatever. And then I would have them next to my bed for a while. And then they had to go in their own room in their own crib. And, um, now we just kind of, if they, if they want to be in the bed with us, cause we don't want to miss those opportunities and we, we really cherish those times. I mean, sometimes it can be uncomfortable if, cause we have a couple that are hot sleepers and a couple that are, that like to kick and punch in their sleep. That's fun. But if they want to, and they ask, we don't really want to say no anymore. Um, because we know that there's a day coming and it, and those videos on Facebook, y'all, they know how to like grab your heart and just like make you ugly cry. Like when they put the, the beautiful song, like these moments we will cherish or whatever. Like, it's like a montage of like all these children growing up and, and then they put a caption on it. Like, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. And you're like, come on, guys, don't do this to me. I'm just trying to scroll here. <laughs> but, yeah, it's true. It's so true. If you think about it, like, if your child moves out right when they're 18, you only have 18 Christmases with them, 18 summers with them. You know, it's like, when you put it like that, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, and that's one of the reasons why, for me, I homeschool. It used to be, honestly, out of fear. Because I didn't want them to be indoctrinated by craziness in the public school system. Which, in a way, it's not necessarily out of fear. But I still don't want that, obviously, for my children. But now, I know that, you know, my children have Jesus in them. And they are the light of the world because they have the light living in them. So, I believe that... They have a strong enough foundation now to where if I did put them in public school, they'd be okay. They'd be okay. Either way, I trust Jesus. But now, my most of my motivation is I don't want to miss the time. Like, the time that they're in school is so long. You know, they're in there, like, what, seven, eight hours a day? And if they do after-school sports longer, homework longer... It's like basically their teachers and their, you know, every, the school staff is raising, you know, you get a couple hours every night during the week and then your weekend. It's just like, no, thank you. I want to be with my children. I want to enjoy them. I want to, you know, just, just have that time with them that they are able to, like, I don't miss those moments of them growing and, 
you know, daycare too, like, you, you could possibly miss, like, your child's first steps, you know, their teeth growing in, it's just sad, it's just sad to me, again, I'm not putting any judgment on any moms or parents out there that need to do that or want to do that, that's not what this is about, I'm just saying for me, and all of this stuff and all these decisions, they helped me change you know, my point of view and my perspective, because children are a blessing, and I don't, I don't treat them as, well, I shouldn't say that, because I do have my moments, like, if they come up, and they're like, mommy, 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 and I'm like, what, you know, so sometimes, like, I'm like, okay, that's a little over the top, but in general, I don't like to treat my children like they are, you know, annoying. I don't think anybody wants to treat their kids like that anyway. That's, that was weird to say, but you know, before I felt that way, honestly, and being completely vulnerable and, you know, open and honest about that, like they would get on my nerves. And when I would have play dates with my friends and stuff, I would talk that way too. I'd be like, oh my gosh, these kids, or, you know, I have to pray that I don't kill my kids today, you know, thank you, Jesus, that they're still alive, you know, I would say things like that, but I've shifted my perspective to, like, no, it's not, not, I don't have to pray to not kill my kids, like, what is that? (laughs) I mean, obviously, I'm joking, I would never harm my children or kill them, but to even speak like that, it's kind of like saying, like, they're getting so much on my nerves that I feel like killing them. I mean, there are days where I get overwhelmed, and I feel like I may not be able to handle the pressure of what's happening, like the pressure that I feel coming on me because I get pulled in so many different ways because of the homeschooling and the amount of children I have and the other tasks I need to get done. And, but, and then I'll just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that's when my kids know, okay, you know, mom needs, and, and they're so cute. They're so precious because a lot of times, especially the little ones, oh my gosh, they'll come up to me and they'll put their hand on my shoulder and they'll say, Jesus, help my mommy right now. So they're so cute. Um, cause they know that I'm getting overwhelmed, but it's a different overwhelm. I don't know if that, you know, so before it was like, Oh, Jesus, help me not hurt these kids. Because, you know, but now it's just like, Lord, I need you. I need you to do this with peace and with understanding and with joy. (laughs) Because it's easy to get out of that place of joy when there's so many people talking at once. And, you know, we've been working on manners in homeschool. So that's definitely a thing. And I need to be a better example about that as well. You know, not interrupting, you know, waiting for someone to get done talking or listening before I start talking. Um, Our house is like super echoey too. So that's hard. It's like all the sounds bouncing off the walls and the tiles, all tiles. So it's hard to like when everyone's talking at once and then like you kind of like have to interrupt, like talk to somebody or get somebody to hear what you're saying. So yeah, we're all working on that. But anyhow, back to the whole, 
I got, I digress. So, yes, children are a blessing. And they don't, um, what I would say as, um, they're not bad. They're not annoyances, you know, and a lot of times people get annoyed when kids are being kids. Even I did, you know, if they're being rambunctious and they're, you know, playing, running around, screaming. And I mean, I do believe there's a time and place, but they're kids. And I don't think they really understand time and place yet. Some of them, the little, the littler ones, excuse me. But yeah, that's, you know, obviously that's my job to teach them time and place. But if they're outside, they're jumping on the trampoline, you know, I don't mind if they scream and yell. I don't even mind if they run around the house. But some people, it bothers. And so if we go out in public, um, I try not to do that too much if I'm by myself. Usually I have my husband with me because there's a lot of them. And there's not, like, you know, you need to... You need to kind of make the ratio a little bit even or uh, more even, but they still outnumber, way outnumber me and my husband, but he's faster than me and he can <laughs> chase them down better. I used to have to literally chase them down and that was when I had less kids. I remember a time at the mall play place, m one of my sons, he was very small. I don't even think I had any of my younger girls yet. But he took off running. I think I think I was pregnant at the time also. And I was holding a baby. <laughs> one of the newborns. Pregnant. And then the one of my, I think it was my youngest son. He was like, you know, three. And he didn't want to leave when it was time to leave. Oh my goodness. So he started running around. So I had to have one of his older brothers or maybe my oldest chase him down and she like literally tackled him <laughs> like oh this is great so yeah I need I need support I need people to come with me you know it's like it takes a village I, ha I have to have people go in public with me that can help out otherwise the village children will overtake me <laughs> um but yeah it's fun. It is fun. And that's what I had to shift also. It's like, this is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Your life, you know, raising children, it's an adventure. And so I just need to learn to pick my battles, to laugh at the things that, you know, I used to get so upset, like when they would spill something or make a mess. And sometimes I still do, depending on what it is, because it's a process like, you know, Holy Spirit is in the process of, like, helping me as a person get rid of a lot of the personality traits that I had for most of my life. And just now, in the last couple of years, few years, I've really, like, released all that stuff to God and been like, okay, you know, yes, you made me perfect and wonderfully and fearfully made, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> but... I know that there's some personality traits that were not from you that were picked up along the way that I don't want. And, you know, let's change this. And so I just gave it over to God and surrendered and let him do the changing because nothing I was doing was working. So I had to, um, yeah, really surrender that. So that's what, you know, just shifting over to 
laughing, you know, don't cry over spilled milk, spill some water on the floor, okay, no problem, because if I got so upset, they would get upset, you know, and they were upset that they upset mommy a lot of times, like, oh, like, I'm such a disappointment, like, she's so mad, you know, I'm so stupid, like, sometimes they would even say that, like, I'm sorry, mom, I'm so stupid, I'm like, oh, man, because I'd be like, are you serious? What the heck? Why? <laughs> if they spilled something, and it's not a big deal. It's not. It's just you clean it up. No biggie. Everyone makes mistakes, right? Or if they made a mess that, you know, they couldn't clean up, like with toys or whatever, um, or, I mean, they can pick up toys, but in general, like, house messes, like, the whole house is a disaster, right? I would be like, oh my gosh, why? I just cleaned this, and, like, you guys, to me, it was like, they literally were waiting, like, down the hallway, okay, and, like, telling each other, okay, mom's picking up the last toy, or mom's wiping down the last thing, dusting the last thing, Okay, get ready, guys. You know, we're going to go and do, like, a countdown of when they're going to run and, like, mess everything else up, <laughs> mess it up again for me to clean it again. And I would literally freak out. And for a long time, actually until recently, I was like, you know what? What's the point? You know, it's just going to get dirty. Like, they they enjoy just, like, messing it up. That's, that's what I was thinking in my head, right? They enjoy it. They just want to mess up what mommy just cleaned. So I'm going to have to do it all over again. And my husband's like, no, they're just kids. They play. They mess up stuff. It's not personal against you. And that was like a big thing in general with like everybody, not just my kids, you know. And my husband taught me that too. Like he really opened my eyes to the fact that don't think everybody's out to get you, you know, and that's such a weird thought, you know, I th started thinking about that, it's like, yeah, true, huh, and then I saw that, I think I talked about it in one of my other podcasts, that um, fear happens when you believe everything depends on you, so it's like, n not everyone's out to get me, nobody, like, people don't care about me that much to, like, be like, okay, they open their eyes and say, what can I do to ruin, ruin mom's life, or, you know, people wake up and say, oh, how can I offend Angela today, like, it, that's just not a thing, you know, like, how, like, selfish and self-centered is that I am an only child, but I cannot use that as an excuse, that's another thing, God, you know, showed me and opened my eyes to like that's not an excuse just because you're an only child does not mean it's okay to be selfish and self-centered and think the world revolves around you and I'm like no no god but it is I'm just kidding but so yeah that's a totally weird point of view for me to have that my kids purposely or another one was I swore up and down that my husband purposely <laughs> put his work boots in my path to the bathroom at so I would trip at night when I would have to get up to go potty like I really thought that for years and years and years because they were strategically placed guys like and it was like too coincidental so I was convinced but then now I just know like he does that everywhere like in the living room he'll just kick him off you know it, everywhere but 
for some reason, every night when he, cause, and it was only because he would come into our room and take them off in a certain place, which is kind of like normal anyway, you know, like you get into a habit of doing something, but I took it as no, he strategically placed them purposely. So I would trip. It's like, why would he do that? He does not want me to fall and hurt myself. Like that's dumb. <laughs> He's my husband. So it's just like weird stuff like that. But anyway, so yeah, it's, I'm not that important. I know that now. <laughs> I mean, I am to God. Like, God finds me extremely important, and he cares about everything I care about. But my kids and other people, I mean, they're just not out to get me. I have to think the best, always think the best in people. And my husband's a great example of that. Even if someone is purposely trying to offend this man, he will automatically just believe the best in them. And that is amazing to me. That is one of my favorite traits that he possesses that, man, it's amazing. Like someone could literally be saying, you know, I hate you. And he would be like, oh no, like he would be like thinking they're just had a rough day. They don't mean that. Like, you know, there's been several occasions where people have straight out said horrible things to them, to him. And he's like, oh, they're just, you know, whatever this. And he totally brushes it off, does not take offense, does not treat that person any type of way, but loving, showing God's love. And seeing this throughout our marriage and the time I've known him, it's amazing and it's such a blessing and it has helped me a lot, you know, with that example. So anyhow, I'm going to close because we're pushing 30 minutes, but <clears throat> to end, you know, again, children are a blessing. They're not an annoyance. They're not, you know, something to push out of the way and not... And another thing, too, real quick, sorry, I'm sorry, no, I said I was going to go, um, that people, and me too included, and I've seen this, this is why I can speak for some other people, I won't name names or anything, but people that I have known, like, they, they don't find kids, and I think this was the idea that the disciples had in their heads, too, it's like, they don't think that kids are important, you know what I mean, like, they just think that they're kids, they don't know anything, like, they're just there, you know what I mean? Like, so when they come up in an adult, say they walk up and two adults are talking, they don't stop, like, the adults don't stop and, like, be like, oh, hi, how are you? Or if, or if a mom or parents are sitting with their, like, say, example, 10-year-old or 12-year-old child, right? They come up, they greet the parents. Most of the time, they don't even look at the child. You know what I mean? So it's kind of sad when you when you look at things like that. And, and I used to be like that too. So <clears throat> it's like if a kid comes up and starts talking to their parent, it's like I used to get annoyed like, why are they interrupting our conversation? Don't they know we're talking? But kids really don't. They don't. They just need, they have a need or they have a desire to go to their mom for a hug 
or a, a sippy cup or a snack. You know, they don't understand. Oh, mommy's talking to her friend or mommy's even having an important conversation. So that's another thing that I started doing is like, like stopping. I'll say, excuse me one second to the person I'm talking to. I'll talk to my child because I know that they're important and they are seeking what they are seeking. Because most of the time they're not there to just be like, oh, I want to ruin your conversation for funsies. Like, you never get to have friends, you know, or a conversation with another adult. You know, it's all about, you know, but by nature, kids kind of are like, you know, I need this, I need that. But that's inherent in a child. You know, they have childlike faith in their parent that their parent is there to care and love for them. And that's how it should be. So I had to shift that as well. So I think it's important when you meet somebody that does that for the for your child that is like an amazing blessing to keep that friend or keep that person in your life and I have had people like that like they will come up to you they will greet your child your children and be like hey you're getting so big how are you you know a lot of people just ignore them because they're like oh it's just a kid so that's another thing I had to shift like they're not just kids they're not just children they're not just little people that are lurking in the background of a family you know it's like they're a blessing from the Lord and they you know Jesus said you know let them come that you know the kingdom of God belongs to such as these so that's really important we want to have God's heart I want to have God's heart towards my kids and other kids so I've really put that to practice and I just it's they're amazing kids are amazing they're so stinking cute and the things that they say and the love man the love (laughs) my daughter she's five our youngest and she will come to me and or like cuddle with me in my bed right she'll get right up to me grab my face and say you're so beautiful mom I love you and it's just like so precious or I'll be turned another way and there won't be room for her to lay on the edge of my bed so she'll have to lay behind me and she'll be like mommy turn over I I want to see your face I don't want to cuddle the back of you I want to see your face and it's just like so cute so cute guys (laughs) okay so I'm gonna end there children are a blessing so um I just wanted to clarify that I don't think my kids are horrible (laughs) and monsters and animals and stuff. When I did the last podcast, it kind of like, you know, some parts made it seem like that, but that was not what I was trying to say. So anyhow, I love you guys. Again, you can find me any questions, comments, praise reports, prayer requests, Facebook, Angela Lopez. Just send me a private message. I love to hear from you guys, and I love to hear testimonies too. So if you guys have testimonies of healing or just coming to the Lord or whatever, you know, it's awesome. So I love you guys, and I will talk at you next week. Bye.